Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I want us to turn to Exodus in chapter 33 and um, from verse 12. We start from there and then we see where the Holy Spirit will land us. Glory be to God in the highest. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you said to me, Bring up this people. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name. And you have also found grace in my sight. Now therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, Show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Maybe I should just quickly remind you before I begin to make any comment here. Acts chapter 9 in verse 31. Somebody is saying, I thank God I'm in church. And you are saying, my confidence is stirred up. I don't know who you are. And I don't know in what area of your life you think you need some encouragement. But those are your words or those are the meaning of what you are saying. My confidence is already being stirred up. And for that person, you never knew that something this awesome could be coming your way this week. So we are waiting for your testimony in the name of Jesus. Isn't that what the word of God does? It encourages us. And the Bible says when we come together to fellowship, it's like iron sharpening iron. So our countenances are brightened. We encourage, we are charged. And we go out to conquer and come back to give praises to his name. In Acts chapter 9, in verse 31, I read, then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace. Had peace. And they were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Glory be to God in the highest. I just thought to read that because that was where we looked at on Sunday. I want just to bring out some similarities. 
The answer God gave Moses is that my presence will go with you and I'll give you rest. And the pattern here concerning the church is that there was peace. And they were edified. And of course, they continue to multiply. Can I prophesy into somebody's life this morning in the name of Jesus? In spite of these losses and the seeming truncation, a new beginning for you in the name of Jesus. An unusual multiplication in the name of Jesus. Every barrier on your part is coming to naught in the name of Jesus. You know, it's interesting that when we talk of the Holy Ghost, it can be gentle. Praise the Lord. It can be gentle. It comes like a wind. Just and sometimes in bodily form like we saw in, in Jordan. But sometimes when the Holy Ghost is present, it's fire, you see. And we have examples. Hello. And Jesus was talking, he said, he will baptize you with what? The Holy Spirit. And with what? Uh-huh. So when we talk of the presence of God, there is always that aspect of him that empowers and opens up for you. But the flip side of that is that whenever we stop you, we see the wrath of God. It's the same Holy Spirit. The very same Holy Spirit. And so I want to prophesy whatever constitutes a hindrance in your place of assignment. And please, my own definition of place of assignment is broad. I hope you know that. It begins with the fact that you are a husband. You are a wife, you are a father, you are a mother, uh-huh. and then of course, your calling, your ministry, your endeavors, uh, everything you do to fulfill the purpose of God in your life, they all fall under your assignment as far as I'm concerned. So let it be said in the name of Jesus that we declared today that whatever is standing in your path of progress let it be accursed in the name of Jesus I say let the fire of the Holy Ghost consume in the name of Jesus you know the see God's attitude towards his people is this look at the situation with Joshua he said no man shall be able to stand before you. Literally meaning no man is able to stand against you in opposition in the place of your assignment. It will be suicidal for them to stand. And that's why I prophesy your prosperity, your progress, and every hindrance is cursed, destroyed in the name of Jesus. That is the plan and the purpose and the pattern of God. But then it requires you knowing that God positioned you. For those who are ever thinking that I made a mistake, I married the wrong wife, how do you expect God to defend you? 
when all you think and say is that, ah, I've made a mistake, that means that you live the rest of your life making mistakes. God forbid in the name of Jesus. Ah, I shouldn't have married that man. But you're married. So what should we change? Begin to give God praises. Begin to thank him because when you begin to praise God, even the hard ground will yield. Is somebody hearing me? I'm talking of God and his people. God is never purposeless. Man is funny. God is complete. Glory be to God in the highest. So as long as you have come to a place where you understand that you are walking in the purpose of God for your life, you will prosper. In the name of Jesus. Let me say it again. Somebody came in here, have discouraged. And now you are going to see that God is charging you up. And let me say it again in the name of Jesus. One week will not go by. You will have a testimony. In the name of Jesus. I say you will come back with a testimony. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. So, following the pattern of the church had peace. Moses came asking God. And God, the way God answered. He said, my presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. I hope you understand that the rest here does not mean that you should be lazy. No. Rest in the place of assignment. Rest means that you'll be focused. You'll be one-minded. You will not be distracted. You will not be thinking, looking at your back and looking at your front. No. God himself will surround you. And then you will be calm and focused. And so progress will be inevitable. And that's why we say, again, let me take the, the case of Joshua. It says you will have, you will prosper in everything. And you will have what? Good success. How did it now? I mean, John 1, 8. Joshua 1, 8, sorry. He said, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. You meditate there in day and night, observing to do all that is written there. Then you'll be making your way prosperous. And you have what? Good. Good success is possible. Good success comes when you are focused. And so everything that is pinching you and pulling you left and right. Can I pray a dangerous prayer? May God cut them off in the name of Jesus. So that you'll be complete. You'll be able to focus on what God has called you to do. You can continue to supply your own bit to the entire body. Because you see, you are a gift to the body of Christ. You are a gift to your generation. But of what use if you cannot produce your fruit? If you cannot, that you will be fruitful. He says, you did not choose me. I chose you. And I chose you to bear fruit. So anything that will hinder your bearing of fruit in your place of assignment, it's not of God. No matter how good they may look. The context is clear. It's a story we're all familiar with. I'm just bringing this out in the light of the church and the nation. 
The church is not one person. The nation is not one person. So when we talk of the church, we talk of you and I. And of course, we talk of the church on earth, we talk of you and I and our likes in every nation of the world. And what God is making clear to us is this. We can complain all we want about the nations if we don't take our stand. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty true of pulling down strongholds. But weapons are to be used. If you don't employ your weapons, how can they pull down? What we have perfected over the years is complain and complain and complain. And George, we are the best coach still on the stand. That boy should have been playing that wing. He should have kicked the ball this way. That's all we do. We know how to talk and describe and analyze. And George and even get ourselves very prideful. Whereas what we are called to do is decay. God forbid in the name of Jesus. Let me say it again. If you handle your assignment with levity for whatever reason you may have, whether you are intimidated or you are foolish, God will not ask from anybody, he will ask you. But don't you ever think that that assignment will be wasted? God will choose somebody else to do it. Adam can say all he wants about it. The woman you gave me, I hear you. Another man, the second, who of course the last Adam is coming. Keep on complaining. Nobody will take your place. In the name of Jesus. Say nobody will take my place. In my place of assignment, I will finish well. I will perfect it through the grace of God, which he has released on the assignment and on my life. In Jesus' name. All right. So, back to this Exodus chapter 33. Moses said to the Lord, see, one version says, say, you keep on telling me. You keep on asking me to go lead them there. But very unlike you, by the time you are telling someone to go, you are standing by. You kept saying it. Please take them, lead them, take them, lead them, take them, lead them. But I can't see anyone going with me. I think he was modest. What he was saying is that, but you are not, I can't see any preparation from you to come with me. But he didn't want to say that. He said, but you, don't, you haven't shown me who will go with me. You kept, you kept on saying, go, 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 go. But you haven't shown me where we go with me. That's the problem of the church today, whether corporately or individually. We just keep going, not minding who has to go with us. True. We have it in everyday life. It was not Queen Mary. At the time, I think of was this Scotland? I can't remember. Who said, I fear the prayers of John Knox more than the armies of England and Wales all put together.
that was to show you the kind of effect that's expected. That was proving the effectiveness of the prayer of one man, the prayers of one man. What when the church is praying now we're in agreement. It's up to the church. But it's pretty easy to begin to assume that everybody's responsibility is nobody's responsibility. No, no, no. In this case, it's your personal responsibility. It's the church. And we are many. Oh, I hear you. If everybody says we are many, we will pray. But what you fail to realize is that God marks everybody's contribution. Even in Ephesians, he said everybody has something to contribute to the body. But how can the church pray if they don't agree? The much that we see today was because the early church understood what we were saying and they walked that path. But somewhere along the line, we have issues. They had their own measures of issues too, but hey, but that's not what I want to talk about today. I want you to understand that we have a responsibility as a church, and you have a responsibility. The least you can do is never to be found in any place that would divide the body. The least you can do for yourself, never to be found in any place that would cause division and tear the body apart. No. Early in my Christian life, I don't know why God did it that way. I will mention ministries, huge ministries, doing very well today. I just find myself saying, His glory. His purpose, his people, by far, are by far more important than you, Taiwo. So, if the body and you are to look ahead, honestly, I've taken my Bible in a number of places with God's permission and walked out like a bird in the rain, but in the will of God. And I've seen God prosper them. And here am I. You can walk away in anger, that's not God's will for you. But when you are becoming a hindrance to the set people, I ask God, even when some of them may be so immature that they will know. It will take maturity for you to know that, look, God is there, you make it good for me, or let me go. And that was what was happening. He said, I know you are very angry, God. He said, why are you saying that, Pastor? They had, cre- they had, they had built the golden calf. They had worshipped the golden calf when Moses was in God's presence. When Moses came, he he broke the tablets. Let me quickly remind you. Verse 17 of 32. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, there's a noise of war in the camp. But he said, Moses said, it is not the noise of the shout of victory. 
No, the noise of the cry of the feet, so it cannot be war. So experience counts. It's not every shout that is a good one. So it was as soon as he came near the camp and he saw the calf and the, and the dancing, so Moses' anger became hot and he cast the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. Then he took the calf which they had made, burned it in the fire and ground it. So there was a lot of trouble there. By the time you get through, you go to a stage that... Huh, Mm. Look at verse 30. Now, of, of chapter 32. Now it came to pass on the next day that Moses said to the people, You have committed a great sin. So now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. Then Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, these people have committed a great sin and have made themselves a God of good. Yet now, if you will forgive their sins, but if not, I pray thee, blot me out of your book which you have written. I'm talking for assignment. People think the assignment, most of us now think the assignment is make me big, make me great, make me popular, make me this. Fine, those are free benefits, but that's not it all. Let the church hear, that's not it. It's not it. We've redefined it. And we wonder why the things, the things that we should give command to move are taking us slaves. And the Lord said to Moses, whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out. That was, what do you mean? I'm not blotting you out. I will deal with the person who has sinned against me. <laughs> Can you imagine Moses and God? What we have with God is more than that. What we have with God today is much more than, better than that. But the problem is, do we realize it? So Aaron said, do not let the anger of my Lord become hot. You know the people that they are set on evil, you can imagine. Anyway, the stories went on. But why I went there is that to see Moses going in to intercede. Because he understood that this is my purpose in life. So it was, it was with this background that in 33, then the Lord said to Moses, depart and go up from here. It's been a couple of years thereabout that look, there was talk. You and the people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt to the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying to your descendants, I will give it. And I will send my angel before you, and I will drive the Canaanites and the Amorites and the Hittites. He said, Look, look, look. God was printing a very beautiful picture again. I will do, see, 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 take them to the land for which we can honey. The land is where we can honey. It's a land that I mean, that I've promised by covenant to give, and I will give that land and see what I'll do for you. I'll go before you. I will clear the road for you. I hear you. Beautiful description, beautiful scenario. But he said, Sir, but see, it wasn't the devil talking to Moses. It was God. Yeah. Beautiful promises. Land flowing with kind of honey. And it's in accordance with the covenant which have entered into with their forefathers. Number two. Land flowing with kind of honey. It's what I promised to do. I will keep my covenant. Number three. 
I will go before you clear. Just right well, he didn't say I will go for you. He just said, I will, which means I will go for you. I will go for you and I will clear the Hittites. I will clear the Jebusites. I will clear the Melchites. I will clear, I will clear the road for you. Moses, take them. God speaking. But Moses noticed that God didn't say something. He didn't say, I will come with you. That was the only thing out of the equation. You talk of the church and the Holy Spirit. And that was what led to what we read. You keep saying to me, bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Again, I said it was a place of humility to say whom you send. It was short of saying, he didn't say you will come with me. He didn't say, who will you send with me? Uh, yet, you said to me, I will know you by your name. And that today, Moses, I love you. You have grace with me. I hear you, sir. But you didn't say you come with me. I know you love me. I know you know me. But you didn't say you come with me. Now, therefore, I pray. You see the place of prayer? If indeed I have grace with you, of course I believe you. But I'm still questioning the fact that you don't want to come with me. Then show me your way. You understand what I say? I thought I understand you. That when you say I have grace with you, it means that you are with me, you are working with me. But now you are saying I have grace with you. And you are saying, you are not telling me you are going to come. Uh, you, need to exp- you need to teach me for that. I have a problem here. I have a problem. Show me your way. I thought I knew it. Show me your way. I thought I knew it. But anything about my understanding that does not carry your presence is questionable. Any knowledge I have that does not include your presence, I have a problem. Let the church understand that. Why? So that I may know you. I used to think I do, but I think I have more to learn. And consider that this nation is your people. By the way, you said my people. No, they are your people. He didn't let that land. You see, it It was verse 1. He said, the people which are brought over to Moses replied, no, no, and by the way, they are your people, not my people. (laughs) Then he said, God now answered. So God understood his argument. My presence. So that's all the problem. My presence. My presence. My presence. Why don't you let us thank God for his presence? Why don't you just let us give him praise for his presence? My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And that's why even in the midst of tribulation there is a rest. There is a progress. There is an ever increasing glory. He says, even in captivity you will multiply. Shall we rise? The comfort of the Holy Spirit and the church kept on multiplying. In 
Jeremiah 29, 7, he said, as you seek the peace of that land, you will continue to increase. But look at it this way. Thank God for the increase that is coming my way. But look at what God is using. You are the key to the peace of the land. You are the key to the rest that will pervade the nation. And therein is your prosperity and your increase. I want us to do what Moses did. He prayed. First he interceded for the people. Prayer. And when God began to say move and he just didn't understand how one could move without the Holy Spirit. Without God. Because I hope you know that God the Father will not jump down in the physical he will walk with you through the spirit. He just didn't understand how that could work. And you know what really beat me? Which I keep on asking God for grace for every day. If it was this important and it were this dedicated to it in the Old Testament, God help me. It's not like I don't know about the Holy Ghost. It's not that I don't respect him. It's not like I don't involve him. But not often. Sometimes you just take two, three, four steps. As usual. And they come as usual. Once you now feel, you say, oh. Then I say, God help me. It's when you have problems. And that's why all our prayers are always prayers of, in the name of Jesus, help me. Help me. We are always catching up. When we can walk in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying that we, there won't be problems. No, no, no. Even Jesus says there will be tribulations. But Jesus says, they don't set out without the Holy Spirit. That's what he does. It doesn't cancel the opposition, but he makes the opposition powerless against you when you have to move. No one said, ah. No one dare join them. No one dare. Now they will even come and sit down and begin to attack you in your place of assignment. No one dare. And yet the people esteemed them highly. Hey. Where is the esteem of the church? Even the rats are attacking and abusing the church. When we who have it don't even know who we are and what we have. You know, at a time in my life, I got to a place where I began to understand that the Holy Ghost dwells inside of me. Come on. I said, why will I pray like David? No, no, no. no. He didn't know because the Holy Ghost was not inside of him. Uh, you that knows that the Holy Ghost is inside of you, are you living like the Holy Ghost is living around you at all? Are you, are you half as sensitive to him like David, like Moses? There's something wrong. So I realized that I have to humble myself and let God, I understand. I appreciate it. He's here. Then let me allow him. There's a way revelation can bind you when the revelation is not yours. 
the person that is real to understand is very well. You just take it and mark it like that. So sometimes you have problems with revelations. So when somebody has a revelation and this is it, then you sit down because it's the Holy Ghost that revealed to him and now you are getting in there. Seek the same Holy Spirit as the teacher. Nigeria has a great future. In the name of Jesus. You say, why? Nigeria has us. He has you and he has me. He has fountain, he has Catholic, he has redeemed, he has cherubim and seraphim, he has, he has us. Because in every church, there are true people. In every nation, God has a people, no matter how wicked they may look. If only my people will humble, humble, humble and pray. Let's give him praise. Let's give him honor. Father, we worship you. Take all the glory in Jesus' name. Um, if you are seeking your body, honest, I mean it. You're seeking your body. Can you believe God today that indeed by stripes you have been healed? You can believe God. Or you have any sick one in your home? Can you believe God? If you are in that category, either you are believing God or you are believing, you are standing for somebody, raise up your right hand. Father, we agree. And we know that when we agree, it shall be done. Why? Because Jesus has already done it. So we rebuke every spirit of infirmity anywhere in anybody now in the name of Jesus. Regardless of their source, whether occultic or demonic or whether physical, it does not matter. We rebuke every spirit of sickness in Jesus' name. We say, by his stripes you are healed, so rise and be healed. In the name of Jesus, Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.